Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome back to Your Career Podcast. If you ever feel stuck in your career or you need a little clarity in order to manage your career moving forward or you're looking for a new job, visit janejacksoncoach.com. I've plenty of free downloads for you and a lot of career management support that will help to set you well on your way. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. I'm delighted to introduce to you Abby White, who's the founder of Sales Redefined this week. She is ridiculously passionate about empowering businesses to authentically increase their sales and get results. She works with small businesses to Australia's leading corporates, such as Telstra. Now, Abby's mission is to break down the barriers to sales by ditching outdated, cliche salesy tactics and applying highly practical, proven sales strategies. Her energetic approach is hands-on and results-oriented to achieve quick results for her clients. Abby has more than a decade's experience in sales and sales management with a strong, proven record of success. And she's a lovely lady too. Prior to founding Sales Redefined, Abby was the National Sales Manager at IBM and managed a $100 million portfolio, taking the Australia-New Zealand region from the lowest to highest performing region globally. And on a personal level, I was lucky to catch Abby before she gave birth to her first baby. And now she is a true mum entrepreneur. Let's meet the wonderful Abby White. Hello, thank you for having me. Good morning. Well, <laughs> well I've been looking forward to having, having you on the show and I needed to get you on because I know that very soon you're going to be having your first baby. I am indeed only a few weeks to go now. Mm, I know. So I'm glad I've got you before you're going to have many, many sleepless nights. So before we talk about the joys of motherhood and everything else, how about just to kick us off, because this podcast is all about careers and changing careers and transitioning into entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about you and your early days and what were your early career aspirations? Absolutely. So my early career aspirations were nothing like what they ended up being. Um, When I was younger, I wanted to go into marketing. My dad worked at an advertising agency. So I was adamant that, you know, marketing was absolutely what I wanted to get into. Um, And I was supposed to be doing a marketing placement actually through university as part of my degree. And at the last minute, it all fell through. And by accident, I ended up at IBM um, and went down a sales path. 
So that was never intended. It was never planned. It was very much an accident. Um, but that's ended up shaping the rest of my career. So my career has then been sales, sales management. Um, and then after eight years in, in corporate with IBM doing those sorts of roles between the UK and Australia, um, I then went on to have my own businesses, again, sales focused. Um, so it's been very much sales orientated from start to finish, which was absolutely an accident and never intended. Mm, so you had a long career with IBM. That sounds interesting. And, and, you know, transitioning from Australia to the UK and then back again and still with IBM. Yeah. So I was quite lucky. IBM were doing a global relocation program. <clears throat> so um, I saw all different countries on the list. There was China and Russia. And suddenly I saw Australia and went, wow, beaches, sunshine. That sounds great. And I was looking for my next career step because I wanted to move into management. Um, and there was a national sales manager role going. So I got myself on a plane, got to Australia, set up some interviews for myself and um, came over to Australia to do, to do the national sales manager role. Um, so in total, I was at IBM about eight years. Mm, oh, how exciting. So how, how did you feel moving from one country to another? Um, was that transition difficult or was it just so exciting that you, you couldn't wait to get started? I think it was exciting because you've got the novelty factor of thinking, awesome, I'm moving to Australia to all the lovely beaches and, you know, this is going to be great. So there's that naivety and novelty. <laughs> um, I think I was also very lucky because as a kid, I moved around a lot. I lived in Switzerland. I lived in America through my dad's job. So I think moving overseas was something I'd experienced a lot and therefore was less daunting. Um, I also probably had a bit of a safety blanket because I was still part of IBM. And therefore, if for whatever reason, Australia didn't work out, my job in the UK was, you know, on hold for me, and I could go back. So really, for me, push came to shove, I just thought, well, what's the worst that can happen? I can go to Australia, I might not like it, the job might not go well, but my job in the UK will still be there for me. So I, I very much had a safety net um so yeah me and my two suitcases by myself single person at the time got on a plane and off I went mm, so exciting to make to make that change actually you're right having that little bit of a security blanket as well would have made a huge difference and then so many people in the UK just hanker for the sunshine and beaches and yeah. what better place to come than Sydney where it's where it's so lovely and so once you got here and you settled in and obviously enjoyed your national sales manager role so you were on a bit of a career trajectory. Join the dots for me here. So how did national sales management role, IBM, big iconic company, and then Abby White transitioning into entrepreneurship? What happened? What was the trigger? Yeah, so I'd done corporate for sort of eight years and I very much had intended my career to be I wanted to be that 25-year IBMer who got up to vice president level. And I, you know, everyone laughed. I was blue-blooded, you know, cut me open and I was blue. Um, and I just started to fall a little bit out of love with corporate. Um, I had been very, very driven um, and constantly punching above my weight to the next role and the next role and the next role. Um, I'd constantly gone for jobs that I was the least qualified person in the room to go for, but sort of bulldozed my way and talked my way into it. Um, and I think I then just started, as I got higher up the ladder, I started to fall out of love with it because I felt I was seeing more of what went on behind the scenes. Um, some of the decisions that were being made weren't necessarily, you know, what I would have supported. 
um, the business IBM started to be in a difficult position in the brands that I was in. Um, you know, we'd taken the business, I took on the business as the lowest performing in the world for that particular brand and got it to highest performing in the world, which was epic and amazing. And I think I then felt I'd ticked that box and had just fallen out of love. Mm. Um, so I won, I, I had a friend of mine who had his own business and he'd approached me about bringing that business over to Australia and starting it afresh as a startup in Australia. And I think it was just the right time. I ticked all my goals, you know, by 30, I wanted to be a national sales manager. I wanted, you know, all these particular things. I ticked them all and then kind of felt almost empty around what's next. So I think it was timing really of the business dynamics changing. So it wasn't as enjoyable a place to be feeling I'd I'd done it and someone approaching me at the right time to say, Hey, why don't we go into partnership um, and, and start something else? So again, coming back to safety net, I wasn't jumping out by myself. I was leaving the secure job. I was leaving a very good career tra- trajectory and I was leaving a great salary um, for no salary, but I still had a safety net, um, so to speak, of going into partnership with someone who was highly experienced in entrepreneurship. Mm, how fantastic. And it sounds like because you've, you, it sounds like sales is in your DNA as well. And so often sales professionals do like a challenge and they do tend to get bored. Uh, and if there isn't enough of a challenge, you know, you're going to continue to be looking for it. So it sounded like you'd reached that level. Okay, time for a change. And so what was this amazing opportunity that presented itself? Um, yeah, so it's interesting you say, just picking up on the DNA piece, um, it's interesting you say that. I actually, when I was first approached about going in sales, was like, yuck, no, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a used car salesperson. I was actually almost offended at the thought of being salesy. So I think sales is a skill that you learn. Um, so yeah, just picking up on that, I, I think now I look at it and go, yeah, it's in my DNA, but I, I wasn't born like this. And, you know, I used to hide making calls for fear of, you know, making a fool of myself. Um, but back to your question in terms of this opportunity, um, it was to set up a sales consultancy business. Um, so my business partner had the business in New Zealand and it was very, very successful um, all around helping small to medium businesses to grow their sales and particularly to break into export markets. So people who'd outgrown Australia looking for the next opportunity overseas Um, and moving to that export market and us doing the sales consultancy behind that. From an Australian perspective, zero presence, zero business. So we started that together as a partnership um, from scratch. Um, And I went on to do that for two years before then deciding I wanted to, you know, go out on my own and and do my own thing. Mm, How exciting. And is that when Sales Redefined was born? That's when Sales Redefined was born. Um, Mm. It was... Sales Redefined for me was, it just became a bit of a passion project from what I really enjoyed was changing people's perception of sales. Everyone thinks of used car salesmen, sleazy. And one of my favorite things is when you give someone an aha moment and they can start to see a way that they can increase their sales, but while still being authentic, still being true to themselves. Um, Because you then see the breakthrough that they have personally but professionally in terms of the impact on their business results. So it's a really rewarding place to be, um, to be able to actually make quite, quite an impact to somebody's business and life. 
Mm. Sounds like you're helping people to understand what sales really is about because, you know, sales does have that, that connotation of being a little bit sleazy or here's my card, call me, that sort of thing. Um, and so what's your focus with Sales Redefined? What, what's the magic formula uh, that helps people to get that aha moment and start to embrace sales as part and parcel of their business? Yeah, so I totally agree. People have a very negative connotation of sales, and I did too. Um, I had someone last year on holiday say to me, oh, do you rip people off for a living? And as much as that's slightly harsh, it is the perception. That's the reality. And what I learned through the first business was you could have all these great sales strategies. You could have all these great approaches. You could have the best marketing and material. But if you still perceive that sales is yuck, you're never going to do it. So I realized that actually, and that's where Sales Redefined came about, that actually mindset towards sales was the first step and was the key because your perception of sales will then absolutely define the outcome of whether you then pick up the phone, make the call, have a conversation. And for me, it's around a reframe of how you're helping people, how you're providing value you know, providing you're not selling dodgy used cars, which I'm going to assume no one is. Um, it really is, you know, what are those great outcomes, great results that you achieve for people? How do you help people by working with them? And hey, if you had more sales conversations, imagine how many more people you could impact and how many more lives, therefore, you could change. So actually, by not having that conversation, you're denying someone that opportunity to get that great result. So mindset became part of it. Um, I went and did a diploma in positive psychology um, and that just became part of it because I realized that was the foundation I had to get people's heads across or heads around even um, before I could move on to any of the sales strategies and any of the other activities that we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're right. When it comes to sales, if you've got a great product or if you've got a great service, who are you to deny other people the benefit of it? Yeah, so that, that's just shifting, shifting that thought. And if you think, you know, I was born to help others or I was born to really make a difference, then, then you're more on a mission than trying to sell something. Absolutely. It's, it's mm. taking it away from being sales to being how are you helping people? How are you providing great results, great outcomes? How are you educating people? How your product or service can help them? How are you educating them as to how it helps them better than the competition or anyone else? Um, so it's not about convincing someone to buy something they don't need. It's helping them. Um, and I've had people where I've had this very same conversation have an aha moment and 24 hours later they're messaging me telling me about people who have signed up and they're working with them and the great results they're getting and that's just incredible and that was just a mindset shift it wasn't any of the fancy sales strategies that you can then get onto but that's the foundation yeah yeah it's just having a conversation isn't it and people always like to buy from people that they they've got to know and they they enjoy their company or else they trust them i think that's the key isn't it it's the trust factor you know yeah. so you know when you talk about you know selling something dodgy uh, everyone's always very suspicious with that but you know what's so interesting is is that i get approached so i get so many emails which are pretty spammy i get a lot of messages on linkedin and people want to connect but the minute you connect it's like buy my stuff and it's like, I'm thinking, no, it's too soon. It's almost like asking me to get married. And, you know, we haven't even gone through the courting phase just yet. And I think 
too many people who, who have got something to sell as such, they, they try and jump the gun because they get really impatient. Whereas it's, it's all about nurturing that relationship first of all, because why would someone buy right away when they might already know somebody else uh, and they're more familiar with them who might have a similar product, even if yours is better? Absolutely. And I, I always use, I love that you just use that example. So I always say to people, you wouldn't get married on the first date. And it's exactly the same thing. You know, statistically, only 3% of your target market are ready to buy now. The rest need to be nurtured. Um, and businesses that do nurture make 50% more sales than those who don't. So absolutely, it's about building a relationship, building that trust. So people do know, like, and trust you and then want to buy. So I'm the same. I get so annoyed when I get messages going, hi, buy my stuff. You know, it's really just not a great approach. It doesn't work. Um, and for me, you know, you asked me before about what's the magic for me. I'm all about authentic sales. And I look at it and think most, we need to build a relationship with people and sales can take a long time. So it's playing that long-term game. Um, I mentor for a community and I went to that community and I had this conversation with them and I asked them, how long did it take you to sign up to be a member of this community? And a couple of people said, oh, straight away, straight away. First time I came across it, loved it. And we went around the table and kept going. And a couple of people said, oh, three years. You know, I'd been to a couple of events. I'd followed the community on, on Instagram or Facebook. And, you know, I'd seen various things about them. But before I made the decision to jump in, it was three years. Now, if that business wasn't nurturing those prospects, they would be really limiting their sales opportunity. So it's exactly the same thing. You know, we can't expect people to just meet us and buy and then give up. And that's where most people um, miss out on great sales opportunities because they're not nurturing and following up, but in a respectful and authentic way, which then makes you feel comfortable and confident with sales. Actually, it's quite interesting. It makes me think of this this one one particular instance where um, I was approached by this gentleman who needed career coaching. As, as you know, I'm a career coach, and um, I thought his name looked a little bit familiar. And when we had our first exploratory conversation, I said, "You know, how how was it that you found out about me?" Um, and he goes, "Well, three years ago, I heard you speak at a Reinvent Your Career Expo." And I went, three years ago." It took your time to call me because, well, I didn't need you then, but I, I signed up and I've been receiving your newsletters, which I read, you know, over the past three years and now I need you. And so you're the person I called. And, and so, I mean, that, that's it. It's if, if you're regular and you're absolutely right, because authentic relationships, they're so important. And, mm. and I, I recently wrote this article about authentic relationships because I'm currently on my high horse about authenticity and everything that you do. So we're on the same page here. I guess this is, this is why we're speaking <laughs> the same values, which is really important, but, but it's, it's that taking the time to let, let someone just, you know, ruminate a bit and get to know you and they'll come to you when they're ready. You can't force anyone to buy something that they're not ready for anyway. Yeah. So yeah. now I want to find out more about sales redefined. So yeah. how does it work? What do you do? What are the services that you offer? So sales redefined uh, predominantly works with small to medium businesses. And we are very much all around helping those businesses to authentically increase their sales. And we're very, very practical. Let's get stuff done. Let's take action and results driven. Um, and we do that in a couple manners. Um, we do that either through mentoring with business owners, um, working with sales teams to create high performance sales teams. 
Um, in that environment, we also have just launched an online course, which I'm really excited about, um, which brings a new revenue stream to our business. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so predominantly, we're in that space. I do work with the team to do a little bit um, back into the corporate space for, for my sins, going back to corporate. Um, so we have done some projects with, you know, Telstra and, and some of the big corporates. But in the whole it's really around the small to medium business. And like I said, I'm so focused on making sure people can be authentic when they're selling, they can feel comfortable with it, but then we help them to execute um, because it's all well and good having a great idea. It's all well and good having a great strategy, but unless you've got someone working alongside you, almost like a co-pilot um, to support you to actually execute and take action, then you don't tend to get the results. So I strongly believe in, in making sure there's a partnership there that you're, you're working together to on the same page to achieve, achieve that outcome. Mm. And, you know, you're so generous with all of your knowledge as well, because I know, because I'm a part of your group on Facebook, where you help entrepreneurs and you support them with a, an awful lot of information as well. Do you want to talk about that, Abby? Yeah, so that's another accidental project. Um, I've got a few, actually. I'm noticing a theme in this interview. It's like therapy. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I started a Facebook group called Entrepreneurs Getting Shit Done. Um, so, you know, the name doesn't appeal to everyone, but with a lot of people it resonates because it is about, you know, stop the talking, let's start doing. And it's very and much my You know what? It's all about what I like to call GSD, but because getting shit done, I just can't say it too easily. <laughs> I call it getting stuff done, but yours is a lot more powerful. But it's basically GSD for entrepreneurs, isn't it? It is. So it started as a bit of an accident where I was looking at um, <clears throat> building Facebook groups. Um, what could I do with the business? Um, so it was intended to be a business opportunity as part of Sales Redefined, but it became a bit of a passion project. We've now got over 600 people in the group, um, but it's a tight knit 600, I would say, in terms of actually I only approve people who I feel fit the bill. Um, and we really support and help each other along the way with challenges. Um, and for me, that's been really, really, really rewarding. It's not revenue generating. It's not a business opportunity for me. It's completely separate to Sales Redefined. Um, occasionally, I might post something about Sales Redefined, but it's very, very rare. Um, and I think it's because you need to be supported along the way. And I include myself in that you know we all need that support because it's it's seriously hard doing the entrepreneurship game and you have days where you think it's great you have days where you think it's the worst idea of your life and so it's creating that community and that environment with support encouragement but also sharing knowledge everyone's very open in the group and giving around sharing whatever tips it is that's working for them um so it's actually been a really accidental fantastic thing that's come about that i now really enjoy and i'm active in it every single day and it's, it's a way of giving back mm. you know i mean it's wonderful the way uh facebook is structured so that we can have not only business pages which is all about your business but also the groups where you build a community and you build a tribe of like-minded people and being able to offer assistance is fantastic because people can dip in and out as they wish and if they've got a question then they've got a community of other people who can also provide advice and guidance too. I love Facebook groups. I think, I think they're fantastic. And I've, I've got a, a Facebook accountability group for career changes as well. Um, but you're one for entrepreneurs so that they can really get, get things done or as you say, get shit done. Um, <laughs> in their business because we all get stuck at different times. So, so that's wonderful that you've got it as a passion project. Now you're going to have to tell people where they can find you, Abby. 
Um, so you can find me a couple of different ways. So either salesredefined.com.au is the website. Um, you can follow my Facebook page or, or me personally um, at Abby White Sales. Um, or feel free to join the Facebook group um, if, if you're in the entrepreneurship game. So it's entrepreneurs getting shit done. We had to change the I to an and because Facebook told us off. Um, so that's where sort of the best places are to, to find me. Okay, perfect. Now, in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com, I'll have all of the links uh, for your website as well as, as to get get you on Instagram and on Facebook as well, because I know you're not into Twitter at the moment, uh, but, but we've got to use what works best for our businesses. So if anyone who's listening wants to get in touch with Abby, you'll be able to reach Abby through uh, the show notes and all the links will be there as well. And um, I just need to say thank you so much for all of your time. Do you want to leave us with a little wise Abby White wisdom? Ooh, the wise Abby White wisdom I wanted to leave you with, which I thought about earlier around what's been actually part of my career success um, and helped me has been always to punch above my weight. So mm-hmm. get rid of the imposter syndrome that we all have and park it to one side and go for it. And there's a quote that I actually have on my desk in front of me, which I'll really quickly share, which is there are people less qualified than you doing the things you want to do simply because they decided to believe in them, believe in themselves. And I love that. And I think that's been a big part of it is even though I wasn't ready, I wasn't there yet. Um, and it took a lot of, you know, guts and getting over the imposter syndrome. It's always sort of stood me in good stead to go for that next move, perhaps before I'm ready to do it. So punch above your weight. Fantastic. And you know, my favorite quote is believe in yourself and create magic, which I believe you have done already. So that's fantastic. And also now Abby, Abby will be having a baby on what's the due date? 22nd of September. 22nd of September. Oh, my daughter was born on the 21st of September. So there you go. Another Virgo baby or just, just on the cusp. Yes. Mm, Fantastic. Yeah, well, I wish you all the best and I can't wait to hear how motherhood um, agrees with you. I'm sure it'll be just fantastic because it's a wonderful time of life. I'm way on the other side of the motherhood thing because my kids are now fully grown up, uh, but it's such a wonderful time and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for your time, Abby. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, look for Your Career Podcast on iTunes and leave a review. And for all the career management support you need to create your dream career, visit janejacksoncoach.com and join my Careers Academy for live career webinars, group coaching, one-on-one coaching support, as well as my online career development courses. Isn't it time you found your dream job? You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at 
thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.